whatever, we'll do it. So yeah, here we are. Nothing. Yeah, right. So now they're doing fundraising for Pogo. And I, I am going to play the scene with... What's that? Gambling? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big thing in this in this bit. Uh -huh. I'll, I'll play the Jimmy Breslin bit, which is one of the funniest things I've seen. Hands down. You know, this movie's uneven, but there's this great, 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 great scene where Jimmy Breslin just kind of breaks it down. So... I will definitely play it. But, you know, they're doing little jokes. They got, here, look at this pinball machine. This is for reals. Took this guy two months to build. Because, like, we see the numbers going. Yeah, and the lights and the board. Like, I don't wow. know about the ball, but yeah. they have a little remote control switch to light up the, the bumpers. Do and the numbers. Do you happen yeah. to know, is this the size of a table or is it the size of a room? That's a great question. It is a, it is a miniature. They showed it on the Evening Magazine. It's okay. like something on some guy's desk. Right. Okay, so before we go to Jimmy Breslin doing a little card game, Porcupine's trying to rip these guys off with the old shell game. Right, and he keeps ripping himself off. Because there's a pee under each shell. Yeah. Which you, it just leads to Jonathan Winters going, well, I, I guess uh, I better do a better job next time. You know, I don't know about these frogs. I never really figured it out. Well, they're gamble. Oh, okay. The gamble frogs. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this little. Okay, so it's it's manual. Yeah. Yeah, this is all like they built the merry-go-round, and then they they moved the claymation. No, but I mean, it's not like a mechanic. Like a per a human pushes it. No, no, they got a, a Flintstone animal in there saying it's it's a little. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's a living. So this is one thing is they, they spin around. Okay, here we go. I'm going to be quiet. Right the, they're changing. Yeah. All right, let's take a listen to this. Take a chance and see a little bit of life. We want Pogo. Put your money up for Pogo. A buck for Pogo is a buck well spent. Put your money down. Oh, there's the money. Okay. Now you've got the game. I'm taking one look at you and you've got the whole thing right here. This is your day. Take it. <laughs> hey, I know a winner when I see one. Let me tell you right now, you're going to win the whole house. Besides, we're trying to help somebody here. This is a worthy cause. Dollar. What are you worrying about? Do you think I would do anything to you, boys? Come on, you know me. I've been with you. A buck for Pogo was well spent because Pogo's for you. I just happen to be the man in the vortex of the estate. Believe me, the satisfaction of walking out of here and knowing inside me that I've done something good. Is they lost. Nice, nice sleep. Yeah, get up. Tuck it right under my neck. Look up at the sky. Tell myself another day. I fool those silly bastards. Is that genius? Yes. He gives he gives that little speech to the frogs. You could trust me. Come on, it's a dollar for Pogo, and he takes a dollar and he goes. Moments like these, I stay up and I. In my bed, and just think about how I cheat those little bastards. <laughs> he just says it right to their face. Okay, yeah. so let's hear Jonathan Winters. Okay, here's Winters. Cheese under three shells. You know, I never did get to know how to do that. It's real good. Oh, I'm confused. I won't right, never mind. No, no, you got to let it play through. Got to let it play through. Okay, he's done. This is yeah, I love that. Interest that makes me laugh. It's 
Oh, well, Jonathan Winters makes me laugh. Uh, Jonathan Winters makes me laugh too, but this isn't the one. I don't know. It's a little low. Yeah, no, this is. It doesn't seem like, other than that speech that Jimmy Breslin gives, I don't think anything really kind of connects to me. Like, I understand what they're doing. They're they're offering a fundraiser and they're milking everybody. There's this right. great routine that's going to come up after this where they're going to go canvassing, which okay. is basically they put a piece of canvas under the floor and they shake the, the voter until all the coins land on the canvas and they take the canvas. <laughs> that's canvassing? So... Uh, the mole man is kind of in charge and he says, I have an idea. I want you to dress up as a mom and I'm going to dress mm. up as a baby. And this is how we're going to infiltrate it. Cause they're at the enemy's fun. Yeah. Well, but you know I... what the enemy, they've never talked to Pogo directly. Like Jimmy Breslin has spoken more. Now they have a kissing booth and Arnold Stang, the little pervert is like, Oh, you know who would be perfect? Uh, the female character. The uh, female character. No, there's two female characters, and I think Ruth Buzzy all... is one of them. Yeah, I think she's two of them actually. Uh huh. And uh, you can hear her voice; she's so good. We know Ruth, but here she is. Let's take a listen to Ruth. Uh, Miss Hepzibah. Oh no, how about Miss Hepzibah? What a lovely day! Oh no, that's not it. Oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, would you like to go to a movie? No, uh, that doesn't sound right. I know, I'll speak to her right now. And then someone pops out. Hello, Miss Hesketh. What's her name? Hesketh. So Hesketh. the little pervy turtle is going to say, we want you to do the kissing booth. And Ruth Buzzy is going to be like, oh, no, I can't. Oh, um, uh, We have in mind an activity that will put to use your natural talent. Oh, but of course. I shall organize a grand deck sale featuring my famous strawberry shortcut. Yeah, well, that's nice, but how about kissing credit for a buck each instead? Oh, so this is what I can expect from my friends, that I should stay in oh, a window and kiss oh. strangers. I, well, so no, we, I can't believe. Fuzzy, but we get her with a French accent. Right, and then she does another voice, but she does a great job. She does what, you know, she came in. Everyone here is fucking, I haven't even talked about Stan Freeberg. Stan Freeberg is like a cult comedy classic classic guy. I don't know if you heard of him before. He was a radio head. He did a show for decades, but he, for me, he's, he did a country, comedy albums, History of America, right. uh, St. George. Freeberg. Yeah. He did a uh, St. George and the Dragnet, Dragon Net, where they, you know, Joe Friday hunts a dragon or something like that. Well, uh, how do he's you a funny spell guy. his last name? How do you spell his last name? Yeah, that's a good question. So it's not spelled like a normal Jew. It's it's F R E B E R G, Freeberg. F E R E. What'd you say? F F R E. Okay. B E R G. Freeberg. Freeberg. Okay, I'll look him okay, up. Okay, they found a solution. Look at the solution. He's going to get kissed? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Don't kiss him, they'll turn into princes. He punched him? Yeah, and that's the end of that story. I guess what's going to happen here? Great boobs. Those are fake boobs. She's dressed up. That's. Yeah, we know Vincent okay. Price. Hey, Carl, did Vincent Price ever live in New Jersey? I don't know the answer. We saw one of his movies on this show. Um, yeah, 
it was easy research for me because we've already you already researched these people in previous movies. Yeah. So, gosh, yeah, he was like, he killed himself to get rid of this evil spirit guy. I remember that. That was a good movie. I like that film. Look, all right, everything's cool. total chaos. Here's Miss Beaver. Yeah. Uh oh, guess what's gonna happen? And they're claymating all of this. It looks good though. Look at this poor bear. <laughs> yeah, the guy who's yeah. robbing everyone blind. Poor bear. Poor bear. But he doesn't show up. That's it. He's done. So, uh... Wait, we won't see the fundraiser guy for the rest of the No, movie? he's not. Well, he's going to show up with a bill. And they're going to go, what? 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 <laughs> you know, and they're, they're counting their money. And then, yeah, the, the bear's going to show up and take take most of it. And then never show up again. Okay. And what do they spend the money on tv commercials right they they well it's for the campaign they're going to create a slush fund problem oh. is carl all this money is is grubby and dirty yeah so they're going to go to miss beaver to launder the money <laughs> this is what i mean by political humor hey, yeah. really appreciate you commiserating with my reaper uh yeah, oh, give and you then, a that's it. Rebate on your compensation. And... Yeah, and that's it. Now he's out of here. Takes the money and runs. I don't know. Like I recommend the comic strip. I definitely like. Uh, you can kind of get lost. I I just recently read a bunch in the Smithsonian comic book book, and they <laughs> showed the first instance of Pogo, and then this really delightful. You know, <laughs> it wasn't common for these daily strips to be based on actual comics. Right. So this was, he stopped in 41, and then this, this strip started in 48. Okay, okay, they're canvassing right now. They put the piece of canvas underneath, and they shake out all the coins. And we're going to have a, a montage of this. Now, what is canvassing in real life? Are you asking questions? or Yeah, you or go door to door, you talk to... Yeah, you go canvassing. You, you see what the people need. And their joke is that you just uh, rob them blind. You go... Okay, I'm canvassing. I knock on yeah. your door. What do I That's say? Right. You say Pogo for president. Hi, hi, uh, Mr. Spiegelman. I'm here with the Pogo for presidency. Uh, and then, you know, can I get your support? So they're going, but basically they're canvassing and they're just milking them for money. Okay, so they're not asking shaking. them questions. They're talking about their candidate. Yeah, they are. But at the same time in this comedy, they're, you know, they're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shake, literally shaking them down. If I have any, uh... let's hear it for a second. Look at all that. Sure, of course. Right, Turkey. There's no way we can run a campaign with dirty money. The public will never stand for it. Yeah, I guess you're right. Come on, we'll start to give it back. Give it back. Give it back. Have you lost your mind? Now, I think this is also laundry. Why it's always the same. Folks it does sound like Ruth, right? Never give a care to the Greek and grind yes. simply awful. Yes. Then everybody okay, so, expects it all to come out in the water. Do you see that cauldron? Oh, not there. That's the. He uses okay. the frog to wash the clothes. He's, he's going to say, are you cleaning that frog? She's like, no, it's the frog a helps you with the... It's a living. Uh, 
but there is a cauldron full of money of slushy money it's the slush fund right okay you now, get it carl he's got it well yeah a slush fund is like the fund you use like for incoming outgoing cash like petty cash and stuff and it's a good way to like hide money launder money you know just throw right. it in the slush fund oh i guess they bought hot dogs with it these canvassers but what really you're withdrawing for your own albert's oh. really excited oh so they're making a pun they need to go raisins they the only raisins we like are on cereal they got to raise funds so they're talking about raisin now he stuck his head into the slush fund he loves he can't get enough of that slush fund carl sorry so yeah he uh he's gonna do this little shtick he's got the then the owl is gonna albert be like, alligator is in there albert alligator yeah okay okay now the owl is gonna be like hey turtle pass me that slush fund he goes, i don't know i don't see the slush fund i don't see the albert <laughs> Where's the money? It's still in the pot? Yeah, I don't really understand it. This is my fourth time watching it. Okay. I think so. I think that's what's implied. I don't know why the alligator would... I don't know why it's in a cauldron or why the alligator would stick his head into it, but, you know. Is it dumb we're blocking the subtitles? I kind of don't mind. You know, he he has this kind of southern gothic cadence, you know, uh, and they kind of replicate it, so the YouTube closed circuit doesn't really get every single word right. Yeah. So fuck it. But now, so Porky mistakes uh, Albert as the dark horse candidate. So they're going to do some dark horse candidate jokes. Okay. <laughs> like I don't know. I was watching this film, and I just wasn't into it. They did kept doing obvious things, and and and. So I, you know, I'm glad you're doing the switcheroo because I did want to see it, but I really do. I mean, I think this is there's so much love and so much sweat into this movie, yeah, that it, it should it. definitely be seen, you know. And the original source, it's not the end of the world. This isn't like strawberry shortcake or these aren't fucking California raisins, right? They're, you know, it's based on something kind of solid. The problem is, is that something got lost in translation from translating this into a claymation movie. The, the fun of the actual strip is gone. And, you know, I was watching that Ohio State uh, Billy Ireland co uh, Cartoon Museum virtual wait, 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 wait. So I, if I had researched this movie, it would only been about the movie, right? Like, so remember I told you that it, there was the perfect copy of uh, Stewardess School is in Greek? Yeah. Yeah, I was on my walk and I said, Mike, to research this film, would learn Greek, you know, to... I'm almost done. All, all I know is that I don't I appreciate your research and I just go with it on the show. So uh I did want to I did watch that Ohio thing because I was actually interested in it. And they entered they had Gary Trudeau, they had the guy who did Calvin and Hobbes, they all spoke about oh, this yeah, comic yeah. strip. But they showed examples of the actual political humor. So part of it is that uh Aldi Steve Aldi Stevenson, what's that dude's name? Adley. 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 Adley Stevenson. Yeah. He, he a, didn't really want to run, but they needed is. him to run. And this is kind of the, the joke they play with. Like, they're telling them that no one's going to vote for anybody, so it might as well be Pogo. Okay. You know, it's it's a win-lose situation. He doesn't want to run for office, but if he doesn't run for office, then people are going to vote for someone else, or they're not going to vote at all. Right. So he, you know, 
So he's just kind of there. I don't know. It's this weird logic. Yeah, that's right. He never wanted to do it. So has he been recruited yet? Because they've raised money yeah. for him. We haven't yeah. seen him at his own fundraising thing. No, we haven't. He's the star of this movie. Now, they're playing a little song about your friend sucks. I think the song is called. It's hard to be a friend. You coward. Yeah, Pogo's not there. He can't go fishing. Life sucks. He's running for <laughs> office. But he's not, right? He's no. No he, he's being he's being pushed along, you know, and at one point he's gonna leave. He's not gonna accept the nomination. But now they're on the bullet checkpoint where they have to go to the convention. So we're gonna go to the convention after this little sad song. Uh the convention is next. Is it a metaphor for the country and they're really electing someone for their little pond or no? Well, that's it's, the thing. No. I mean, like, Adlai Stevenson reluctantly ran. And that's mm -hmm. kind of the, the original storyline of Ico Pogo in the 50s. And so that's kind of remains. But there's no reference, to, real reference to politicians, just the political process in this cartoon. So I don't know if that's funny. <laughs> And I don't know what it has to do with Pogo. I mean, like, it's like saying I'm doing a Dune. When Doonesbury did their animation special, like the TV right. special, they, they focus on Walden. When he did the Broadway show, he was based on the characters and them growing up in the 80s and leaving Walden. So okay. it was character-based. But these characters aren't that interesting. Mm -hmm. They just have goofy, funny lines and goofy, funny voices. Right. And the funny voices are great. God bless Stan Freeberg. God bless, uh, you know, Jonathan Winters and everybody. But it's like great voices and great claymation and nothing else. God bless the God bless Ruth Buzzy. God bless Vincent Price. God bless yeah. Arnold Stang. Arnold Stang. God bless him. Give me Breslin's voice. Okay, so here's the people who have died since this movie came out. Jonathan Winter, they were all Arnold my Stang, friends. Stan Freeberg. Bob McFadden, The Owl, Jimmy Breslin, and of course, Walt Kelly passed away. Walt Kelly passed away in 73. Wait, so these are drawing. people who died? Died? Died. Yeah, these, they were all my friends. And they died. Jonathan Winters got hit by a something trade. <laughs> One thing you could find in YouTube, and I had watched it previously, was there was a, like, the Sunday Funnies. Well, no. The Fantastic Funny CBS special. So it was an okay. animated special about the, the comic strips. And it starred a real-life and animated version of Lonnie Anderson. And they show, Lonnie here's Anderson. a clip from the upcoming I Go Pogo movie. And they show the the Walnut Shell game. Uh, so I had seen, you know, I had seen clips of this movie previously. and just never really had access to it. Stan Freeberg, I love you more than all the others, and I salute you, brother. <laughs> all the people in this film who died, died, died. So, I Go Pogo was released direct to video in September 1980 by Photomat. F O T O M A T. So it was never weird. released in theaters as planned, even though there's a movie poster. It has never been officially released on DVD, only on VH and Beta in 80, 84, and 89. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. I think it's crazy. Like, um, they must, the people working this film must have no overtime. They must have worked like, you know, 24 hour days and shit like that. Yeah. Oh. 
They really must have. Look how pretty yeah, so. it is. I didn't say that. I'm not bringing that up anymore. What's that? Well, it was pretty. It was all black silhouette, and then they zoom in close, and the colors pop. Let's let's talk about the 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 name of the boat because in the okay. comic strip he changes it, he puts different yeah. names in there, and they right. do that here. And I can't tell if that's cool or not. Yeah, it's cool. Does it pull you out? No, change the boat name every time. All right. All right, they're getting ready for the convention. Okay, no, I haven't seen anything. Because on, on to the convention. We'll put Pogo Cross on the first ballot. Where's Pogo? Pogo, 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 for a non-existent candidate. Pogo's barely you. in this movie. Thank you. Somebody had to say it. Pogo's not in this movie. It's his name. I go Pogo, but it's basically his pals trying to get him into office. He's that, is that telephone. his Pogo logo? That's the Pogo logo. Pogo. You know, uh, I had a great deal. I bought a Pogo for full price. Yeah. And then and the other one was one? half off. Yeah, yeah it was a Bogo yeah, Pogo oh. sale. Po Pogo. Buy one Pogo, get Pogo. one Pogo free. The Bogo Pogo Go Bogo. And that's a Pogo. That's a Bogo no-go. Now, do you see what they did? They threw him in the uh, suitcase and threw him in the trunk, and then they're going to spend the rest <laughs> of the time going, where's Pogo? Really? Oh, we're frog, fellas. Ooh. We ain't got no candy. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, here. Where do you suppose a little swap? Man, I'll tell you, the first time I got Amazon Prime, the first thing I did was watch Fritz the Cat, which they have oh, yeah. available. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, that's well, it goes pretty far. He he uh remember in the bus, the scene in the bus, the pussy with the uh I forget. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. I I saw it and then I was like, wow. And then of course there's the sequel, The Nine Lives of Fritz the Cat, that had nothing to do with anything. I didn't see uh, it. But you have to pay for that. You know, and Jonathan Winters, of course, is Big Papa Smurf. Oh, is that right? He's yeah, like the Hanna Barbera cartoon series from the eighties. He was the well, voice yeah, of that's some, I missed that. Uh, so many people, I I miss that whole part of pop culture. Every time I see a Smurf, I just it's just so dumb. Yeah, it hit me pretty hard. We used to go to like the Hallmark star store and, and buy Smurfs. And oh, really? Smurfs. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, my friend Taylor Holland, we would use Super Eight, and then he would burn them, and we would <laughs> light them on fire and, and film it. That's cool. That I, I guess, but, Yeah, this kind of ruins the point of collecting, but I guess that was the point of it. <laughs> it does? Yeah. We're going to see like a bunch of car stuff uh, see at the end. This film does the unfortunate, let's introduce a new character in the third act. Yeah, that's, that's verboten. I don't know if it's verboten, but it's it's pretty ballsy to do that. You have to pull it off. The audience isn't you know, it's it's from the perspective of the audience. This, this Johnny Cover, who's this? What? Sometimes, if it's a reveal, like right. they've been talking about, I never met my mother, and then in the third act, I like it. Like we saw, a house is not a home, and they introduce a character in the last third, which this obnoxious dude. I like when there's a theme. A there's like a theme, and then the character they introduce in the third act is representative of that. Right. Theme. 
then right. it makes the, sense to the audience. Then it makes sense because it's bigger than yeah. The devil came out. Okay, now we have a little montage again. It's convention time. Here, hi, I'm Mike from the Capitol Steps. Hello, Ed, uh, PBS presents Mike Spiegelman live on at the Capitol. Hey, it's convention, it's convention time. Hey, what's up with that convention? I'll be by the piano, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the animation is gorgeous, but they're just killing time. Have a button, know. have a cigar. Right, they all blew up, and that's a long-going thing. We watch the other characters blow up. Oh, look, there's the convention sign. Why do you keep giving out sticks? They're pogo sticks. Oh. <laughs> oh. I've never heard that before. Oh, is he stuffing the ballot box? For convention time. <laughs> the animation is great. Yeah, I was thinking that again when they were doing the boats, the car splash. Yeah. Budweiser. Oh, yeah. So the villain is putting up uh, the competitor, the, the opponent's poster up there. There's nothing delivered with this convention. We don't actually see a convention. They just sing a song, you know. Nobody will give a speech? Nope. Pogo's going to say, I don't accept this nomination. Okay, because the big end of any convention is their candidate comes out and says, thank you for choosing me. Right, that's usually the conventional... Convention. Convention. Are they stuffing the ballot box? I don't really know what they're doing. Uh-oh, he's going to graffiti. Whoa, he totally decimated that. How can they survive that mustache? At the convention, everyone's for a candidate, and they do vote, and that's supposed to say, this is the person we choose for president. So I right. guess they're and they show it on TV. We interrupt this program to announce that Pogo Possum has won the nomination for the president of the U.S. and A. Possum, a native of the seldom-remembered Okefenokee Swamp, has adamantly refused to accept the nomination. Encouraged by his stand, Pogo workers have pushed the nominee from the floor on the first ballot. They vowed to carry their man all the way to the Oval Office. Feet first, if necessary. Head first, Head first if not. If not. For more. I like that. Feet first, if necessary. Yeah. Head first, if not. That's a great <laughs> line. But again, it's like, you see it coming. I don't know. There's something about the humor that's just, it doesn't connect to me. I get it. Well, yeah, I when I was watching it, I was like not really enjoying it. Uh, I think maybe that's why. I. They were saying right. stuff that was obvious and this like, is, all right, so we, really funny. Yeah, so we're we're heading to the third act. Well, we have a nice, healthy half hour before this film wraps up. So it does a very strange thing. The mole says, I know what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to dress up as a dog catcher and catch Pogo Possum. And it's a little too much for Muskrat. And when he realizes what he's going to do, that he's going to probably kill Pogo, he slams the door on him. Watch, here we go. Uh, I'm going to withdraw Pogo from the race permanently by my means. And he's like, I, by any means? Boom. <laughs> he's not going to take it. So for the rest of this movie, the mole is going to pop out. He's going to be dressed as a dog catcher, which is not a big surprise to everybody. But I don't know. Like, This is established one hour into the film. We still have another half hour, and 
it's once in a while really he shows character. up. Is this the new character you're talking about? No. So basically, they're going to get Wiley Cat, who's also voiced okay. by Jonathan Winters. And Wiley Cat, he looks like the bad guy in those Mickey Mouse cartoons, like Big Boshery. Uh, what was that stupid mouse? Like a big, I don't know, Peg Leg Pete or something like that. I don't really uh, remember the bad guy in Mickey Mouse. Well, they kind of retcon them, you know, in, in more recent Mickey Mouse stuff. I think it's like oh. Pete. Okay. And uh, so there's going to be Wiley Cat. They're going to realize they caught the wrong guy. They didn't catch Pogo, as you can tell. Oh, oh, oh the lights are out. I say, oh, okay, well, 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 where did it go? That could be Sam Fleetwood, too. <laughs> so they're going to find, they're going to go to the swamp. They're going to talk to this uh, Bobcat or what have you. And uh, then they're going to bring out Wiley Cat. And Wiley Cat's going to car chase Pogo. And car the chase. Gonna, yeah. And then the film's going to end, basically. So I don't right. know what's up with this ending. Look at that. Look how pretty. Oh, I'm not stupid. Yeah. And, you know, is this shadow puppetry or is this straight out animation? It's, it's right. still claymation. Oh, my God. Freaking everything. Okay, so Pogo's still like I'm not. <laughs> We've got to use the wow. old savvy, the like know-how, the moxie, and mother wit. I mean, we have to act like the red-blooded pioneers who invented the tall car, the square peg, the empty vistas of the TV screen. We are true patriots, true knight errants, blue-blooded boys. Okay, so he's gonna start doing a sports analogy. They need to sell Pogo in, as a product, and the only right. funny line this guy says is that we'll uh, we'll put it, we'll show it, we'll we'll deliver the message where they live on the TV set. So he'll say like, "We'll reach the voter for where they live." The TV, we'll put a commercial on. So right now he's doing a big sports analogy. Is, is he, that he his? Could... Is that the joke you're talking about? We'll no, do it where they live. Yeah. Yeah. Arouse the hunger of a hundred million humble hearts. Blame the flaring passions of the man in the street. Any questions? Yes. What in the world do you put in your watermelon preserves? It's delicious. Uh oh, he's eating something. What are these? Campaign buttons for old Pogue Nat. I'm a goner. I ate one. I thought they were potato chips. But but. Jesus Christ, take a chill pill out. Who put Coke in his Tootsie Roll? Well, one problem. Oh, you're out of square to uh, round peg. I just ate one. You know, increase its product. Too dangerous. Can you imagine having to recall the entire month of July? Right. See, it's like all political humor, which is political of the humor. But at one point, they say we need to sell them. And he makes, oh, yeah, gives free, well, we can give free money. Well, everyone's too late. So that's what Washington does. Besides, all our funds shrunk in the laundry. They shrunk in the laundry. Don't look at me. I told you it would all come out in the wash. And it surely did. It came out in the wash. Girl. What we need are a bunch There's of commercials. All right, here we go. This is our line. Right where they live in their TV set. Yeah. We'll reach the people right where they live on their TV set. That's Beauregard Dog on the dog food 
Uh, oh, he's a, okay. He's he's like a character in the swamp, but he's not in this movie. Listen, there was this show. like um, late eighteen hundreds uh, uh, woman who lived in the backwoods kind of woman who would smoke a corn cob pipe. Right, you always see old right. ladies with no jaws smoking it. Yeah, you know, or no no teeth. That's what I meant yeah. with the slack jaw. What is that? Appalachia, Appalachia. Is oh, the Appalachian. Where... Yeah, right. Like oh, is that, that where uh... we are. Well, I always think of it as William Faulkner. Remember, William Faulkner had this fake Southern county that all his stories took place, like Yokonoganoka County. I so thought that was that kind of a take are, of it. You don't know. Like, they're down south. They're in Louisiana, in their swamps. Yeah. They're, they're, no, they're Louisiana swamps. The oh, Appalachian Trail. The Appalachians is the mountain range above well, where we are. Which explains why they've been cooking meth this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Witcher's bone. You don't know where they're located, this swamp, right? It's a fake place. It's a fake, yeah. It's like Bloom County. It's somewhere in America. But if you're somewhere in America that is the South, as opposed to somewhere in America that is the Midwest, as opposed to somewhere But I also in think it's like the political swamp, too, because they would have all these political characters show up. Lyndon Johnson would show up. It's basically he would there was a month. It took a month for a comic strip to appear in a newspaper. It wasn't like yeah. six days to air like right. South Park. So yeah. they had a he had a meter his political humor so it would still be fresh you know right, i think right. dewsbury has a shorter window or uh and he also had alternative strips because a lot of newspapers weren't that thrilled by the politics so he would have like a you know a happy-go-lucky strip yeah so what's happening now is corncob lady said you know you can't have pogo as a single good dude he needs a first lady like that french chick right so, you know, yeah, after telling her to join a kissing that. booth, they're now saying, we want you to be the first maid of Pogo. So here, it's claymated. I love when they do the silhouette thing. The silhouette's gorgeous, yeah. And I, I kind of hope it was the animation, because it just looks great. There was, uh, you ever see Wes Anderson's movies? He did a couple of full-length clay animation films. The Fantastic Mr. Fox, and then Isle oh, Island that. and the Dogs. Yeah, right. Yeah, that Fantastic Mr. Frogs, I got to tell you, and I thought this when I read, you know, when my kids read the book when they were little. That movie, that it's horrible. The guy always wins. He always wins. He wins, 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 wins. The whole movie just makes the I guy know, it wasn't, cool. Yeah, he was like cool. That's not a hero. He thinks he's a Fonzie, but he's really more of a Ralph Mouth. that George Clooney Fox? I don't know what that means, but... Well, he thinks he's cool, right? He thinks he's Fonzie. But the thing is, he always is successful and wins, and he went and he stole all the stuff every time, and the guy's like, yeah. oh, that fox! The whole movie! <laughs> yeah, and then have you seen Isle of Dogs? No. Is that at the grocery? It's, uh, I don't know. I, I don't really understand that movie. It's all right. Well, they have a cat That's... food aisle. Ah. Uh. Okay, so there's they're having this is actually one of the funnier moments we just missed. Uh, you know, Porky and, and Pogo are complaining about the rest of the swamp, and he goes, "Yeah, Pogo, they're even having a fish fry in your honor." And Pogo goes, "I can smell that fry from here. We should go." <laughs> now he's and Albert, by the way, 
look, his food is so bad. Albert's food that all the characters are gonna be like, Woo-hoo! you know, they're gonna take a sip and they're gonna faint in the background. Did you see how they animated those? Bu- not animated. Those bubbles popping. I love it. Yeah, let me find that quote. Okay, so the director of the evening magazine. Out of the center of the screen. What's that? Move the mouse. Oh, no, it was me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no I have My mouse didn't show up. <laughs> so here's what the guy says. The director says, is it possible to visualize something, and can we make it real? And yeah. I really think that kind of stands in this, like the bubbles and like, this, you know, they do a lot of stuff that they go the extra mile, a lot of it. Like they, if it's that possible, sounds like they a will great philosophy. Yeah. Look, he tastes it. Blah. It's, these are like Bender jokes from Futurama. Here, let me try Mark this. Canoy. I'm sure it's perfect. Whoa. I think just like that, you should at least feel a little tickle. I don't know what you're all waiting for. It tastes perfectly fine. Did not see that coming. You're right, Albert. Could use a little more salt. Oh, you're killing me. It sure is a shame and a scandal that we're doing this political dinner for the benefit of a candidate that isn't even here. You mean which isn't even running? Oh, the boy's running all right, namely away from us. Oh! <laughs> I tell you, texting Mike, I don't know about Pogo. I'm just I'm not into it. I don't know what to say. It's political humor. You see, during the campaign, he's running away from the campaign. Oh, oh he's running oh, look, all right. He's running all right. He's got a plunger. The Miss Beaver took a sip, and you can see her pass in the background, pass out <laughs> in the background. Yeah, so they're talking politics, you know. Oh, the issue of birth control. Exactly. With a special it's emphasis cool. on the A. Especially if you're an owl or a turtle. You know, I never knew. I don't know. It's over my head. What's the joke about birth control? Well, you know, exactly. Or eggs if you're an owl or a turtle. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Now, he's saying, like, don't worry about government being bigger. You know, it it was bigger this time. It'll be bigger the next time. And then it'll be even bigger than the next time. So no worries. Again, this is like we're not pointing out politicians. Right, we're, we're talking, about, talking big about government. Yeah, we're doing like it's a horse race, not the horses. Uh oh, I love how Albert drinks, eats the food with the cigar still in his mouth. Yeah. No. Okay, so this character is going to have a change. This is the just fine. Fremont yeah. the bug. Well, he, he takes one sip. Composition or? Okay, yeah, he's the competition. There's his mom. And he's drowning in Albert's god awful food. I don't think she's voiced by Vibe Message. Takes forever, Carl. This movie takes forever. Right? Uh, yes, you know well, what they're yeah. doing. You get the routine. Just, you know. Well, we have 20 minutes left, something like that. We're, we're... Yeah, there's still something. Okay, here we go. Okay, Fremont, Are you okay? Are you just fine? Well, the fact of the matter is, I feel rotten. Fremont, tiny little friendlet, talk to us, boy. That's precisely what I'm doing. So 
something has changed. become seriously unstuck in the boy's bean. And you is to blame. I you know is to blame. I don't know the babe to whom you are referring. But don't you feel just fine anymore? Let's get one thing straight, you pea-brained excuse for a hairbrush handle. Ooh, what a thing this is, turtle. I never felt just fine, and have said it for the very last time. But what about your platform? I do not have one. I do not want one. And if I should ever find myself within 50 yards of one, I shall jump right off. So the candidate takes one drowns in Albert's soup and changes his tone. Now he says multiple words and he is and he's not running. Not running. Oh, no way. I am maybe close to a platform. I will jump off of it. Now the the brain trust is learning it right now. Yeah, they're doing like the Gargamel Azrael hanging out by the tree listening to the Smurfs routine or something. Oh, you don't get that reference. Well, no, I, I what was it? Gagriel, what'd you say? Yeah, Gagriel. Really? It's Gargamel. Gargamel. He created <laughs> uh, Smurfettes. The created? The, yeah, she was created by Gargamel. To haunt the... The, the pants, the white pants of all those Smurfs. <laughs> there weren't wrinkles on those little white pants until she showed up. Well, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't have made her for haunting. I, hmm. I think he was trying to like create a female presence and ruin the Smurfs, but they actually just embraced her. Do you uh, feel the Smurfs is a? world i should explore no absolutely not okay okay you know i'm a big smurfs fan because i used to read the the belgian comic from the 60s and 70s okay so if you have a chance to read the original you might as well so it wasn't just a silly it was both yeah it was both it was a european mainstay that had it had a papa smurf there was like a, a, a they had a live action show in Europe where this guy was like uh, dressed up as I like know. a pot. He was like a human being who had Smurf friends. Okay. And then in the eighties, Hanna Barbera releases Smurfs in the United States, and you know, like Hallmark sold little plastic Smurfs, and the thing just blew up. Okay. Okay. Now they're going to the wrong side of the swamp. Are okay. The mole and the Jewish looking guy. I mean, the muskrat is now going to find some kind of opposition to stop Pogo once and for all. They basically want to kill Pogo. Okay. And they're going to get Wily Cat to do it. Okay. I will. Okay. Let's go. Not so fast. We don't really, I kind of want to get some of Vincent Price before this movie wraps up because he does a good job. Everyone does a great job. Okay. Here's our third Third act characters are popping yeah. up too, though. Yeah, Seminole Sam. Seminole Sam. And assistant to Mr. Wiley Cat. I am his personal confidant. It looks great. This animation is gorgeous. Maybe it's not bad they're introducing a new character. Maybe because it's escalating. He's getting outside help. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. 
I always I always think characters introduced in the third act are more concepts. They are basically the human form of everything the characters have been avoiding. Mm-hmm. You know, they they become you know they show up as a human and now they have to deal with it. So it's usually like I don't know. I guess the the classic example for me is Funny People, where Eric Bana shows up in the last half hour. Uh, Funny People and, is that the one we saw? No, that's some. No, no, it, it was a recent film. It was uh, Judd Apatow with Adam Sandler. Came out about ten years yeah. ago. Yeah. Okay. So, like three hour movie. Is it the one in which like um, uh, he's um helping this star, and there's the Australian family, and okay. right, right. That's a yeah. So Eric Bana is the Australian, I guess, ex boyfriend of uh, the woman he likes, or or current boyfriend, husband, husband, husband. husband. Yeah, okay, husband. yeah. So the husband shows up in the third act and causes hell. I don't think I. All right, so uh, they're going to get Wiley Cat. Here's Wiley Cat himself. Oh, we're scared. This is Jonathan Winters. What have we here, boys? Wiley Cat. Boy, boss. Good thing you showed up. Keep the money for himself. Yeah, like the fox was like, "Oh, you want to talk to Wiley Cat? You got to give me money." And then Wiley Cat shows up. What's going on? They're like, "Fuck, we're out of here." So basically, I don't know. It's not the greatest ending, especially if it's all this politics and politics. I just thought it was going to go somewhere. Now, are they saying, having to kill him or catch yeah. him? Kill uh, him. I think no, no. They want to like I don't know, scare him or or you know. But Wiley is saying, "Oh, I'll kill him for you." If you're talking about the pitiful possum named Oga, 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 you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, we know Pogo. <laughs> Uh, Coast captain doesn't really get Pogo, but uh, yeah, he basically says, "Yeah, no problem. I know this possum. I'll kill him for you." And they're like, "You don't have to kill him." And they're like, "No, no, 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 no. I'm gonna I'll kill him." Yeah, it. I got it. We're asking you not to kill him. Well, you know. Oh, yeah, but you know what? The cat's out of the bag. I'm a golem. What can I tell you? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it to the end point. And what are you gonna do about it? And they're like, "Yeah, nothing." Let's hear it again. Um, second thoughts for except that I said anything about mine. Uh, Wiley, if I may call you that. Oh, Betsy here is always ready. <laughs> Fucking Jonathan Winters. Is this thing loaded? Oh, Betsy here is always loaded. Bam. Just like that. Hey, I gotta tell you, man, Jonathan Winters, there's yeah. some great content out there. There was a, a CD, yeah. this guy released voicemail messages from Jonathan Winters. <laughs> that he didn't know were going to be public, just like... Right. He, he just called his buddy and left these rambling Jonathan Winter messages. <laughs> and then I remember he was being interviewed on 60 Minutes, and at the time, you know, he was alive at the time... Jonathan Winters had a car with a megaphone on his roof. Right. And he would drive around talking to people. <laughs> like one of those cars, like a political. Yeah, oh, like vote for Pogo. So he'd say, they said you have like Jonathan Winters. Okay, now we got another song again. Yeah, Pogo for president. Here's the three frogs. We're all singing to this song, not filler. 
It's not filler because it took them months to make. But no, we saw that before. We saw that exact scene. Okay. You didn't notice that? The frogs came out? Uh, of the no, I thought it was slightly different, but I am wrong. Oh, okay, okay. Wait. Didn't we see this? Yeah, maybe. It doesn't matter. Okay, so it's a montage of... Uh, we're seeing some of the past. But before I do, I is going to stand up for my rights. Oh, you're standing up for the pie. I am now saying it for the last time. I absolutely, emphatically, and alphabetically will not run. Well, I won't even walk for the presidency. So forget about poking at me and trying to marry me off to Mamzelle Hepzibah. Enough, no more, and, and, and goodbye. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what a noisy film, right? Yeah. Here's how you exit. Carl, I will not do it. Boink, bonk, boink, boink, bonk. I think he said he was going to do it. No, I think he said he wasn't going to do it. I distinctly heard him say he was going to do it. I did not. I did not. Now, can we end this scene? Okay, now this is some classic shit right here. So these are all little props. They actually built all this shit. Yeah. And it falls. And then they're going to do a funny bit. So Albert's able to contain. This is like Laurel and Hardy. You know, when they're holding flowers. So these okay. little these little mice are like, you got we got bad news. Ram, rascals. We've got important problems to get ourselves into. we got important problems to get ourselves into. Give the lads a chance. After all, out of the mouths of babes and other vermin. I'm going to take danger. Mowing geek in the restroom. Not this minute. Old news. Doesn't mean snack. Yeah, he's saying he's dressed up as a, a dog catcher. We know that. Yeah. They have help from Wiley Cat. Now they have Wiley Cat. Check it out. They have help from Wiley Cat. What a great double take. And he knocks everything over. That is bad news. Right? He he catches everything. He meticulously stacks it up. They say Wiley Cat's coming. He's like, ah, oh, big what? deal. Who get Wiley Cat? And he knocks what? everything over. <laughs> so yeah, Wiley Cat shows up, and they get into a big car chase, and then the film kind of ends. Okay. Oh yeah, and he's like, well, I don't have to worry. I'm a campaign manager alligator. You see here. And then the mice said, hey, he said, especially he's gonna go after any campaign alligators. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, now he's like, oh, in that case, I'll, I'll better leave. Like, we know the cadence of this movie, but is it funny? Like, we know mm -hmm. this is how the joke's got to play out. Exclamation point. So they're getting out of town. That's Albert's the smartest done. move. This taxi drive, it reminds me of Who Frames Roger Rabbit when the cab driver shows oh. up at the end. His little cab buddy. And he's, he's in disguise, Albert. He's basically buying the car for 99 cents. Really? Yeah. These frogs are pretty suckerful. Sucker all free right. Sea. Sucker free. All right. So, sucker free swamp. SF. Why, that's on empty. Must be running on fumes. Yeah. Mine. Get over. <laughs> that's a Carl line. This, this it's almost ends. This car's running out of fumes. Carl says, Yeah, mine. Get going. <laughs> they lost their suitcase too, right? They yeah. They just threw it on the roof, 
Like they didn't tie it down. Now, poor old porcupine. They're saying like we got to run, and we have room for one person in the car. Right? Who's it going to be? Yeah. It's got to be Pogo because otherwise the cat. But Pogo will right. not get it. None, not understand the danger. So Porky's going to be like, well, hey, they're coming back to save me. Well, to to pick me up. Well, they're good friends, and they're going to drive by. See, see what the point of this is. Well, let me tell you, don't be so uppity, Mr. Nominee. You ain't president yet, and this is no time to practice. Let's get out of here. Wait, all you gotta do is hop on the running board. Kirk will be down here working the pedals while Stu steers, and Howland calls the shots. Go ahead. They invite me. No. Yeah, they invite me. So that little frog was able to drive a car, but for these animals, one has to yeah. do the steering <laughs> wheel. Yeah. Yeah, they left old Jonathan Winters. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. 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 And now it's just pretty animation, if you ask me. There's no more real politics. They're just going to flee town, and then Wiley's going to chase after them. What good Oh, they're, they're coming for me. Oh, so Pogo falls off. Nice. You know what's interesting? I was going through a lot of the trivia, and when this was reissued by Disney, they changed Jimmy Breslin's line about the staying up all night thinking about you bastards to oh. bozos. To bozos. Oh. They changed the word bastards to bozos. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I still think that's the, probably the best part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Carl likes this little silhouette. It looks gorgeous, right? And it yeah, looks yeah. close to the strip. The 2D animation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, a like Garfield in 3D I could deal with. A lot of live action. I don't know. We watched for the Razzies. Uh, Pete Davidson was nominated as his performance as Marmaduke. Right. And the made-for-Netflix Marmaduke movie was had nothing to do with the strip. This is, has to do with the strip, at least. Yeah, you can say that about it. Whoa. Yeah. Is that a mod? That's a v it's a bug. It's a ladybug. It's it a VW is. ladybug. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. The Hitler car. Yeah, right. Hitler was into ladybugs. No, he made... He, he made he Volkswagen? Made, not the company, but he was like, I want a car that's cheap enough for the average man... You ever notice how the the bug looks all 1930s looking? All yeah, the Hitler. Yeah. If it really was. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't... Like, this is a, not a great ending to me. Okay. Whoa! Action! Looks gorgeous. Where did they go? Look, they got the little wall, door silhouette. Albert went through the wall into the refrigerator. <laughs> These guys got tarred and feathered, I guess, covered in flour. They got covered in mud. And everyone lived. Yep. I don't know what happened to Wiley. Oh, there's Wiley. Some days it isn't even worth crawling out of the grave. See, because he's a mole. He doesn't get out of bed. Right, right, right. 
seems to me that the more some folks try to mix things yep. to their own yeah, end, their own end. The, the more folks kind of mess up the way they kind of go to things their own end, in my own way. Are, is this our epilogue? That's right. So we're not going to have the election. Never. No election. This is worse than Wade's World 2. We're never going to get to Wayne Stock. This is mighty confusing to me. We could go fishing. That fills me with confidence about our country's future. Uh huh. What's that, Bogo? The end. None of us will get elected. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, look at this. Beautiful. It's hard to be a friend. Look at little bee of the. There we go. So they interviewed Kim Balanch, and the guy has this great Jersey accent, his New York accent. So if you ever have a chance to watch the evening magazine, you just gotta listen to him. Carl, that's it. Thank you, Michael Carl. Michael Jr. Carl Tobacco. Tobacco Jr. That's our son. They're fabricators, the people who do the little clay animation. At all Carl, what do you think of this movie? I I I enjoyed watching it because it's pretty. That's about it. And it made me if laugh every watching... now and again. What's that? And it made me laugh every now and again. Yeah. I enjoy here. I, I love the animation. I love the, the source. I think the voice talent was exceptional in this movie. I mean, they really got the best of the best. If you have Jonathan Winters and Vincent Price <laughs> and fucking Stan Freeberg and Ruth Buzzy, that's uh, so far so good, right? Yeah, Throwing first yeah. the cat. I so agree. I love the... Yeah, and the songs aren't that bad. I mean, but I don't get it, right? Yeah, and like things sort of didn't make sense. That like that little bug who said just fine. We never saw his side of the campaigning or anything. It would just hang around like he had nothing to do, right? At Pogo stuff, and um, they didn't have an election. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I didn't enjoy it. I, I liked watching it. I think it I should like watching be it. stills. Flexiform. Framed Produced in, in flexiform. Yeah. I'm glad no California Raisin showed up and made an appearance. I'm glad they didn't talk about Jesus Christ. Hey, Davey. I'm glad <laughs> like Gummy didn't, wasn't there. I'm yeah. glad it wasn't like a experimental. Yeah, Mr. the Bill animation is... It's, it's really well done. And it's just... The political... It's just... They kind of go for this generic political humor. Oh, yeah. And then up next, up next on Showtime Family Did I Time. I miss it? You have to share. It, I guess I ruined it. No, no. It was like the split second. It's the Mr. Remember the Mr. Books from England? Like oh, Mr. Sad, stand Mr. by for next I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So if you had Showtime and you paid for the family channel back in the day, right. your, your kid will watch some classy bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it. We just watched some classy bullshit, 1980s I Go Pogo. It's worth a watch. Just I'm glad we did it. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty. Yeah. Thank you, Carl, for letting me do the switcheroo. There's no way you were going to no sit problem. through that movie. I sat through it for you. Very nice. We were gonna sit through... We'll be sitting through a next movie. It's stewardess school. We gave it away. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, check that out on Amazon. It has, uh, like, animal. It's Police Academy, but it's with it stewardess. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. So we look, it's like Hamburger the movie, but with stewardess. So we look forward to uh, watching that next time. So if you're listening to us on Mutiny Radio, 
check out their website. They have live comedy shows. There's a donation bunny uh, button. You could give some money to be a Venmo if you want. And then check out their shows. Check us out on our podcast. Check, please sign up for our YouTube. You don't have to watch us. Just sign up. You have As to always, watch. you just subscribe to us. You don't have to listen or watch it. Just go ahead and add another extra number, uh, subscriber for us. We no, <laughs> you don't have to rate us or review us. Just subscribe and not fucking watch it. That's all we ask. <laughs> That's Carl, all what have. a pleasure. Thank you very much, Mike. Appreciate it. As always, I realize how much work you do when I have to do it myself. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and audience, we hope you enjoyed this movie. We'll be back next time. Steward of School. Same time, same channel. I might have gone to a wrong chord there. Okay. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegel, Man, and Carl. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman and Carl. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Very important acronym. It's Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman and Carl. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Car Michael Spiegelman and Carl. Da da da. Da 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 da. Say it isn't so. Oh, my love is a heartbreaker. I'm gonna put that at the end.
Start FM, this is the Found Round Sound Show. Happy Halloween. For Halloween that year, the year my sister was two, I dressed up as the Headless Horseman. Before, I'd only ever been ghosts and fat ladies, both of which were easy. All you needed was a sheet and a lot of talcum powder, or a dress and a hat and some padding. But this year would be the last one I'd ever be able to disguise myself, or so I believed. I was getting too old for it. I was almost finished with being 13, and so I felt the urge to make a special effort. Halloween was my best holiday. Why did I like it so much? Perhaps because I could take time off from being myself, or from the impersonation of myself I was finding it increasingly expedient, but also increasingly burdensome, to perform in public. I got the Headless Horseman idea from a story we'd read in school. In the story, the Headless Horseman was a grisly legend and also a joke, and that was the effect I was aiming for. I thought everyone would be familiar with this figure. If I'd studied a thing in school, I assumed it was general knowledge. I hadn't yet discovered that I lived in a sort of transparent balloon drifting over the world without making much contact with it, and that the people I knew appeared to me at a different angle from the one at which they appeared to themselves, and that the reverse was also true. I was smaller to others up there in my balloon than I was to myself. I was also blurrier. I had an image of how the Headless Horseman was supposed to look. He was said to ride around at night with nothing on top of his shoulders but a neck, his head held in one arm, the eyes fixing the horrified viewer in a ghastly glare. I made the head out of paper mache using strips of newspaper soaked in a flour and water paste I cooked myself as per the instructions in the Rainy Day Book of Hobbies. Earlier in my life, long ago, at least two years ago, I'd had a wistful desire to make all the things suggested in this book. Animals twisted out of pipe cleaners, balsa wood boats that would whiz around when you dropped cooking oil into a hole in the middle, and a tractor thing put together out of an empty thread spool two matchsticks and a rubber band. But somehow I could never find the right materials in our house. Cooking up paste glue was simple, however. All you needed was flour and water. Then you simmered and stirred until the paste was translucent. The lumps didn't matter. You could squeeze them out later. The glue got quite hard when it was dry and I realized the next morning that I should have filled the pot with water after using it. My mother always said, a good cook does her own dishes. But then, I reflected, glue was not real cooking. The head came out too square. I squashed it at the top to make it more like a head, then left it down by the furnace to dry. The drying took longer than I had planned. And during the process, the nose shrank 
and the head began to smell funny. I could see that I should have spent more time on the chin, but it was too late to add on to it. When the head was dry enough, at least on the outside, I painted it what I hoped was a flesh color, a wishy-washy bathrobe pink, and then I painted two very white eyeballs with black pupils. The eyes came out a little crossed, but it couldn't be helped. I didn't want to make the eyeballs gray by fooling around with the black pupils on the damp white paint. I added dark circles under the eyes and black eyebrows and black enamel hair that appeared to have been slicked down with brilliantine. I painted a red mouth with a trickle of shiny enamel blood coming down from one corner. I'd taken care to put a neck stub on the bottom of the head, and I painted this red, for where the head had been severed, with a white circle in the middle of the bottom part for the neck bone. The body of the horseman took some thought. I made a cape out of a piece of black fabric left over from a now obsolete puppet stage of mine, gathering it at the neck end, designed to sit on top of my head, and sewing buttons down the front, and cutting two inconspicuous holes at eye level so I'd be able to see out. I borrowed my mother's jodhpurs and riding boots, left over from before she was married. She hadn't ridden a horse since her wedding day, she was in the habit of saying, proudly or regretfully. Probably it was both. But I didn't pay much attention to my mother's tone of voice then. I had to tune it out in order to charge full speed ahead with what I myself was doing. The riding boots were too big, but I made up for that with hockey socks. I safety pinned the jodhpurs around the waist to keep them from falling down. I got hold of some black winter gloves and improvised a horse whip out of a stick and a piece of leather I'd scrounged from the box of archery materials. Archery had once been popular with my father and then with my brother, but my father had given it up and the box had been abandoned in the trunk room in the cellar now that my brother had to study so much. I tried on the entire outfit in front of my mirror with the head held in the crook of my arm. I could scarcely see myself through the eye holes, but the dark shape looming in the glass with two sinister eyeballs staring out balefully from somewhere near the elbow looked pretty good to me. On the night itself, I groped my way out the door and joined my best friend of the moment, whose name was Annie. Annie had done herself up as Raggedy Ann, complete with a wig of red wool braids. We'd taken flashlights, but Annie had to hold my arm to guide me through the darker patches of the night, which were numerous in the badly lit suburb we were traversing. I should have made the eye holes bigger. We went from door to door shouting, Shell out! Shell out! and collecting popcorn balls and candy apples and licorice twists and the Halloween toffees wrapped in, in orange and black waxed paper with designs of pumpkins and bats on them, of which I was especially fond. I loved the sensation of prowling abroad in the darkness, of being unseen, unknown, potentially terrifying, though all the time retaining underneath my own harmless, mundane, and dutiful self. There was a full moon, I think, 
There ought to have been one. The air was crisp. There were fallen leaves. Jack-o'-lanterns burned on the porches, giving off the exciting odor of singed pumpkin. Everything was as I'd imagined it beforehand, though already I felt it slipping away from me. I was too old. That was the problem. Halloween was for little children. I'd grown beyond it. I was looking down on it from my balloon. Now that I'd arrived at the moment I'd planned for, I couldn't remember why I'd gone to all that trouble. I was disappointed, too, at the response of the adults who answered the doors. Everyone knew who my friend Annie was portraying. Raggedy Annie, they cried with delight. They even got the pun. But to me, they said, and who were you supposed to be? My cape had a muffling effect, so I often had to repeat the answer twice. The Headless Horseman. The Headless what? Then, what's that you're holding? They would go on to say. It's the head of the Headless Horseman. Oh, yes, I see. The head would then be admired, though in the overdone way adults had of admiring a thing when they secretly thought it was inept and laughable. It didn't occur to me that if I'd wanted my costume to be understood immediately, I should have chosen something more obvious. However, there was one member of the audience who'd been suitably impressed. It was my little sister, who hadn't yet gone to bed when I'd made my way through the living room en route to the door. She'd taken one look at the shambling black torso and the big boots and the shiny-haired, frowning, bodiless head and had begun to scream. She'd screamed and screamed and hadn't been reassured when I'd lifted up the cape to show that it was really only me underneath. Peyton Dukes the Jazz, boys and girls.
moving finger right. And You've just had a heavy session of electroshock therapy, and you're more relaxed than you've been in weeks. All those childhood traumas magically wiped away, along with most of your personality. Now is the time, time for Spud. Spud, filled with the full rich flavor of potatoes. Spud, the beer brewed for people who can't taste the difference. When you say Spud, just put your mind on hold. Do what you're told and open up cold. Refreshing Spud, just watch your life go by. No need to try when you've got Spud.
psychological test we always do here. It's just a word association. I'll uh, throw you out a few words. Uh, anything that comes to your mind, just throw back at me, okay? Just kind of an arbitrary thing, like if I said dog, you'd say tree. tree. <laughs>
Wait a minute, that might be him now. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Coming! Hi, Michael. Hi, 